Hello and welcome to the Talking Head podcast. Uh, welcome back if you joined us before, but welcome if you haven't. Uh, this is a podcast that talks about mental health awareness and all that shebang. Uh, if you are affected by any sensitive issues, I would advise that you uh, do proceed into this podcast with caution. Uh, it isn't for the faint-hearted. Today's topic is all about body image. And today I'm going to be joined by Ben, but just just before I go and uh, cross over to him, I do want to talk about a bit about my own issues with this problem. Um, for those of you who don't know, and let's be honest, if you're listening to a podcast, you probably don't know what I look like. Um, I'm an 18-year-old, um, quite skinny um, male from Yorkshire. And um, Yorkshire doesn't really have much play in the story at all, but um, I thought I'd mention it. Um, I've had a lot of run-ins with my own kind of body image. I've quite often felt ashamed by it. Uh, This hasn't been helped by my kind of issues with mental health and um, my journey with it over the years. Um, But I, I haven't really... In fact, no, I have. I've had a few run-ins with people who've mocked me for the way I look. And obviously that's not helped. Uh, and that comes in many different forms and has come throughout my life. And uh, my body image has become something that I've grown to accept. But I understand there are, there are a lot of people still out there that are unhappy with the way they look and go to extremes to try and sort that out. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be all about exploring that, you know, body image is something that is now an issue more than ever. We're growing up in a time where we're staring at our our screens and seeing the best versions of people. And all that bullshit is, is not relevant and is something that you shouldn't really ever take to heart. And is something that you should never really take much focus on because it's not going to do much for you. It's just going to make you feel worse. Um, and you know, we'll talk about social media in an upcoming podcast. Uh, but for now, I just want to cross over to, to my friend, Ben, um, who is going to tell them, tell us a bit about, um, his own kind of relationship with this issue. So take it away. Take the floor. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it is an issue. I mean, it, it affects more people than you think, not just like. Because a lot of women as well have like beauty issues or body issues, and uh, you see a lot in women, but it is also men as well. Um, even if it is predominantly women. Yeah. Um, I definitely think as well. Um, we should probably introduce you a bit more. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that people get a bit of an idea. Well. Um. I'm not an expert. No, I know exactly, <laughs> but I I feel like people should know we are the same age. Yeah. So. You know, we've both had the kind of the same kind of life experiences, really. We haven't gone through two different lives. Do you know what I mean? We are sort of, we can kind of relate to each other on a lot of levels. Um, But if you could talk a bit about how social media has sort of influenced the way we see what the perfect body image is. Well, I mean, mean, it changes all the time, to Mm. be honest. And it's usually extremes. It's never really an average body is mm-hmm. the perfect one. I mean, you, you never go on social media and see a supermodel that just looks like every other person. Exactly. I mean, everybody is different. And we've got to kind of accept that. Um, but there's always a part of me. And uh, I, I think this is never going to go away. And I think this is just one of these things that you kind of, I don't know, you, you kind of want through life and you always wish that, oh, I wish I had like a six pack or something like that. Mm-hmm, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the sort of goal that everybody wants to reach, um, male or female. Um, you kind of just, there's certain things you wish and majority of the time you won't have it. But there's majority, there's a lot of things out there that I feel we go through life wanting. And, you know, six packs, one of them, um, for me personally, I, I would say, um, muscles, any sort of muscle. So I know six packs are muscle, but, um, biceps, um, you know, you know, meaty legs, just kind of looking sort of hench, sort of something that would be like, 
that's ideal to me. But at the same time, with what I want to do as a career and what I want to do, I'm not saying that's a that's an excuse because it isn't. But what I'm saying is, I I've got to kind of focus more on that than than my own body image because that's something that kind of does take over people's lives is the way they look becomes more important than their actual sort of aspirations and that's sort of where we can tie in the fact that people's body image then becomes now related to their own job so do you want to talk about that what would you want to be all those things you want would you even want to be that way if you didn't see yourself like as anything wrong with you so are you asking me would i want to you wouldn't want to change if you weren't if you were happy yeah so there's sort of with anybody that wants to change there's sort of an unhappiness in there no matter how much you are happy and you can claim to be happy there's still an unhappiness and you've got to acknowledge that that wanting to change yourself and wanting change usually sparks unhappiness and sort of um not liking the way the, the situation that you're in um but i suppose a lot of people do as i was saying build their careers upon it and that becomes kind of normal and that the i think that's quite dangerous because the thing is you're never going to be the same as you were yesterday your body is constantly changing. That's out of our control. We can't do anything about it. You can do plastic surgery and all that shit, but it's not going to fucking make sure that you don't look like a, you know, a tea bag when you're 90. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, you're going to look that those wrinkles are going to come. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think that's what everyone's so, everyone's just so focused on things that we can't change. Yes, yeah. it's, it's kind of unfair. I mean, people aren't born. They they don't. When you're born, you don't get a checklist on what you want to look like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's all sort of raised with the way we see things, and I do think it's changing. I do think it's changing for the for the better. But there's, there's still so much more that needs to be done, um, and and you know what? The the I can't really. Um, really fault many companies for not representing different sort of cultures, different sort of um, weight categories and stuff like that for, um, you know, they're doing so much for, for humanity just by representing different sort of people. And that's brilliant. I saw recently that in one of the Nike stores, they had a mannequin that was um, built larger um, than you know, your typical mannequin. Plus size. Uh, yeah, and you know it was. Uh, I think it was a woman um, on a run. That was the kind of pose that she was in. And I was thinking like that's sending the perfect kind of memo. Like it doesn't. I I don't understand why. Even like it's small things like mannequins that are like their sort of things that have just ingrained in our culture now, and we've sort of just accepted. But really, you need to look at the little small details. And those small details, when you adjust them, when you collectively adjust them, they make a big difference. So they, they seem like small things, but they actually do make a big difference. And the only reason I, I brought this up is because somebody um, shared it. And if they hadn't shared it, then I wouldn't have seen it. And, it, and a lot of other people wouldn't have seen it. And for her to have shared it, because it was a female that had shared it, and she was she's all about empowerment and stuff like that. And that's brilliant. And... For her to have seen that and then shared it, 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 it kind of made me feel like she's sort of empowered by that herself. And so literally those little small things do go a long way. Well, it's a good start. It's a I good mean, start. I mean, obviously, we've still, as I said, we've still got a long way to go. I mean, this is Nike. I mean, they could be showing those models on the posters and stuff in their stores, but like at the same time, they could also not make clothes big enough for them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably not you stock the same, you know, like stock they, well. You could always have a friendly face saying, oh, yeah, we support everyone, and then secretly don't change a thing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's sort of that kind of um, idea, um, this is sort of unrelated, but it's it's still it's still true, is when companies um, kind of adjust their social message, their, they'll, they'll, they'll use their social media to promote a certain... Uh, thing and then the day later they'll be promoting whatever their 
you know business does trade with. Do you well, know yeah, what I mean? Like take pride. So every, yeah, exa- every exactly. Every company gets a rainbow, but yeah, they don't every, do anything. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about you know rainbow for a month, and then as soon as the pride month's over, mm. it's gone, and then there's no mention of it for a a good you know eleven months until it comes around again. So it's like it doesn't. It's something that needs to um, relating to body image. It's something that you can't just make temporary. It needs to be something that is a permanent change. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like when we talk about body image, that's the thing. Like I feel personally, in my own opinion, like the the image is arising out of obesity because obesity is obviously rising. It's a very big concern. But like for me personally, I don't want to seem like I'm coming off as someone who's like, you know, moaning because where's my spotlight? I know quite a few people that deal with issues of uh, being underweight. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, Sometimes you can't fix, sometimes you can. It's just one of those things that you... It needs to be represented a lot more, just like any other. The thing is, of... you always have these people who are like... There's always the people who are like, why are you show Like, they'll show off underwear skinny girls, which definitely got starved to get there. Yeah. Or they were definitely pushed to get there by, like, a manager or a stylist or some shit. And it'll be like, oh... Like, oh, yeah, I'm fine showing that, but the second they show, like, underweight males or overweight males or anything like that, oh, no, why are you promoting unhealthy lifestyles? Stuff like that. And it is. Yeah. It's really... It's 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 bad. See, the, the idea of promoting an unhealthy lifestyle, okay, I get that, because you kind of want to promote the the ultimate elite, especially if you're, like, a sports company, like, like Nike, that is very sports-orientated. You kind of want to represent uh, and push the image of um, these people that are just, you know, these ultimate, in, you know, um, envision of fitness. They are, you know, at their physical peak. Mm. And that's what it's all about. Um, but you've got to understand that like that's 1% of people are like that. That's just not how fitness works, though. Yeah, and no, and like... The thing is, people will look at body image, right, and certain, these perfect ideals that they wish they could have, but they will never be able to achieve. Um, and that is kind of the sad reality for a lot of people. It's like, it's very, very difficult to be this, what you would probably say is a perfect thing. Um, because these perfect kind of supermodels are unrealistic and they go through extreme shit and you that's that's how they live their life that's how they that's what they get paid for you you know unless you want to get paid for doing that fair enough you do what you want you can do whatever you want with your life but it's just realizing that that perfect image is quite often very unrealistic and not perfect honestly like I think a lot of people will see these posters everywhere and they'll be like, oh, this is what I'm expected to look like. Oh, mm. this is this is what society views as beautiful and everything else is, oh, I'm ugly, I'm hideous, mm-hmm. like, I'm weak, like, just just with anyone. And that's not true. Like, that, I've, the amount of times I see so many people, like, think they're... Like, even with body dysmorphia, just constantly thinking about their appearance, constantly. Every time they cross a mirror or, like, every time just anything happens involving their own body and it, it just depresses them out or mm-hmm. they just don't want to think about it. And that is, is the worst, honestly. Like, you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, I think talking about, you know, that sort of not liking you looking at yourself in a mirror, I can relate to that on a different level. Is um, It's sort of a, a specific um, anecdote, but... This happened to me many times. And it doesn't happen to me anymore because I'm really not that bothered. But I would often have the Snapchat op- uh, Snapchat app open on me. And obviously when you open the app, it's a camera. So usually it would be the um, one facing yourself. Yeah. You know, in your face. And I, for some re- random reason, for a few years, I couldn't actually open the app facing myself. Because I didn't like what I was looking at. Which, you know, is really... I think really sad, if you really think about it. Like, you can't 
physically look at yourself without feeling some sort of discomfort. But that's what it is. That's what that's what this whole thing does. That's... Yeah, and you know, it's it's it's, it's acknowledging, and I think it comes with um, growing. You know, sense of maturity. I think the the more you mature, you the more you realize none of that shit matters. Well, I think. But it's still very much difficult because it doesn't ever go away. It's very, very difficult to kind of completely overcome it because I think it's something that for a lot of people, and especially me, is always in the back of my head. Even the littlest things you could ever think. Like, I've, I struggle with, I mean, quite a few. I don't think, I, I'm not really that unhappy with myself at the moment. Like, I, I, I've grown to feel quite confident about myself and quite all right about myself. Um, but it's like the little things, it's like the things you wouldn't even imagine to believe, like looking at, uh, my height compared to other people. Like I'm not six foot and I'll own up to that. I'm not going to be, I probably won't be six foot. My dad's just six foot. You know, my mum's, you know, far off that, far off that. Um, and because of that, I'll probably never be six foot. You know, unless I stick on a pair of Air Max trainers where I might just scrape it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but it's it's one of those things, like, it always plays in my head. Because I work in a, a sports shop, actually. I often would stand on the shop floor, and I still do it now, and look around and kind of view myself in comparison to other people walking past. I mean, I do that on trains. Do when everyone stands up do you, about height mm. yeah it's ridiculous and you think i think in my in my opinion i don't and i don't think it's been helped because but i've always had this image in my head that um women and this is such a shit stereotype because i know it's not true but it's women only like guys that are over six foot now as someone that is interested in women that makes me feel like shit do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm like, well, I can't even fucking do anything about that. Like, with, like, weight and stuff like that, you can, most of the time, do something about it. In certain circumstances, you can't do anything about it. Mm. But in height, you physically can't. I mean, I've, I actually saw one time there was a guy that had his fucking, like, spine, like, um, like sort of remade and, like, cr- I don't know how they do it, but they, somehow he managed to go, like, four foot tall. Not four foot. Four foot. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, tallest man in the, in the ever. Um, yeah, some guy managed to get, like, four inches taller, which is, like, through, like, like expensive surgery. But, but that's the thing. You can always change something with surgery, but, like, does it really... I Obviously, neither of us have got surgery, I don't mm-hmm. think. So, no. um... It's like, would it even change anything? Because you know that it's fake. You know you're fake. But do you care? Does it? Mm. It's a matter of like, if and when you do compare yourself to people height wise, like you said, sometimes you will be taller than people. And to be honest, it does make you feel good. It makes you feel better. Oh yeah, like I, I think with with men, there's an issue very um, about if you're taller, you're more dominant. Mm. And I sort of feel like that's sort of where the the idea of women like taller men comes from because and I'm talking like in terms of um ideas that have been kind of brought up and, and stereotypes that are now completely, you know, worn out that uh women like men who can protect them and stuff like that. That's sort of where um we kinda came from in like the caveman times and stuff like that. You know, men were expected, I suppose, to be dominant, which and and be this, you know, uh, just insanely fit, you know. I mean, it goes both I mean, ways. we were fucking, you know, throwing spears at, at bears. And <laughs> we were fighting fucking bears. You can't yeah. be right. I couldn't fucking fight a bear. Well, you want you want right? a dog is do descendant from a wolf, but you wouldn't expect a dog to go out hunting. No, exactly. Um, it, it's like, and I'm not saying <laughs> that anybody expects <laughs> us to fucking fight a bear. Like, you know, I'm not going to fucking some go on Tinder that. and then on the first date go, yeah, you're all right, but I need you to fight a bear to be with me <laughs> because otherwise it's not going to work. I guarantee some people do that. If, if that fucking happens, There's I feel sorry for fun. the guy that went on that date <laughs> because you're fucked. There's no some, way you're winning against him. Somewhere in, in 
some rural area, definitely <laughs> rural Tinder. I, I just, I'd, I, I'd be terrified if I had to fucking do that. I'd, I'd just fuck it off. I'd just go. No, I no, mean, no. Be- bears are quite cute, but they, they can be quite, very, quite very scary. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, there's, there's no way I don't think I could ever be one. But we'll stop talking about bear fighting because uh, <laughs> that's an issue in itself, actually. Um, oh, podcast episode for bear fighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Right. Anyway, um, talking about body image and re- uh, readjusting your body uh, with adjustments. Can we go into that? Can we explore that a bit more? Because we haven't had any surgery, but can we talk about people that have and... Well, yeah. Well, to be fair, if you go on Instagram, I guarantee the top 10 accounts all have. Or they all use filters or they use face app or... Yeah, I mean, that's something I didn't even think about. Like face app and... Um, you don't even need plastic surgery And filters. Nowadays. God. I Never mean, trust photos. When we're going into fucking photos, I don't know about you, but um, I w- never posted myself on social media until I was about 16. I used to, and then I stopped. Yeah, I, well, I used to, until uh, I was about, like, I took, like, a two-year gap of, like, not posting anything on, yeah. my, on top of my social media. For some reason, people still followed me, um, but I kind of felt inclined to post something eventually, because I was with somebody that was posting stuff, and I was like, oh, maybe I should post too, like, maybe that'll... I don't know, make me feel a bit, a bit better. Like if I, and make me look a bit more socially active if I post something. So I posted my first ever Instagram photo of me in the, in the mirror in my room, taking a picture of myself uh, with a flash on. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, And... I put it on, I was really anxious because I didn't know how many likes I was going to get because likes mm. apparently matter. Yeah. You know, when you're young and you're, not even when you're young, when you're, you know, self-conscious about stuff like that and, you know, how high you are up at the social ladder, um, likes matter. And so I think I got like 50 likes. I was chuffed. I was like, fucking <laughs> hell. I, did, I thought I was going to get like 30. But like, Buzzing. like like 50 was all right with me. And um, yeah, and then I, I sort of started posting. I've, I've sort of been kind of, not as regularly posting. I haven't been posting every week or so. Now I post like pretty much every two months or so, oh, more or less that. That's what I'm trying to do because I, I do think, you know, there's no point sharing something if it's not Well, to be know, fair, something like that relevant. Could, could, it's not, with social media, it's both putting yourself out there is both terrifying. You can get, a, you can just, you can ruin your life. Yeah, or it 100%. can be a confidence booster. Like if nobody's replying to you, then it's fine. Like it's just you putting yourself out there, and that that's what people, a lot of people use it for. And I'm not, I'm yeah. not complaining the fact that they're using it for that because that's all good and well. Like use that for that. Like I, I that's fine. I respect um, people, but just I, yeah, like if that. you're gonna sh- show yourself, like just sh- literally take a picture of yourself in a mirror, like I had, and it wasn't really associated with any memory or anything like that. It was just associated with. Um, them taking a picture of themselves and them feeling good, then that's fair enough. Do that. But I feel like it sort of sends sort of unwanted and, and not, not intentional at all uh, psychological messages to people's heads that they should probably do the same because people have yeah. a tendency to follow the crowd and to kind of conform to sort of um, expectations and what... Well, I guess uh, it's the pros and cons. Yeah, I, I just... I, I, don't, I personally don't see much point in posting something that isn't associated with a good memory or something like that because it's sort of like posting yourself for the sake of it. Well, let's do a first on the um, on the podcast and right. uh, do some confidence boosting. Right. Let's post a selfie to Instagram. You're going to do that right now? Let's do it. A live thing. Let's so why, how about the end of the podcast? I'm on a private account, so I oh, <laughs> can't fuck. share it. Right. But... Uh, this is to uh, my followers. I hope you enjoy. I don't have many on Instagram. All right, okay. Well, I, I don't know where my phone is, actually. I think it's over there. I'll, I'll, I will like it before the end of the podcast. <laughs> or you can physically do it on I my will, phone. Uh... <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Um, it's it's mad how I'm, I'm now with that thought and of how I can't be... I can't share something because... It has to be associated with a good memory. Um, it's just me, though. Well, that is not out there. 
Oh, it's a nice photo. Isn't it? Very nice photo. I mean, it's not that bold because I've faced my scar. Are you, ha- are really you happy or it. sad? Because I can't tell with we, you. We will wait until people reply and that will determine how happy and <laughs> sad I am. Right, okay. Uh, that's that's the thing with social media, though. It doesn't matter what you think. It's all about what others think. And that's literally the point of it. That's, yeah. No, you don't. I mean, when you put it like that. That's literally the point. It's shit, isn't it? I can put my, I could spurt my opinion out there, but it means fuck all. If I don't have people replying, if they agree or not. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Or two questions, actually. Does likes matter? Yeah. Okay, does followers matter? Yeah. What are you talking in terms of, what are you talking in terms of? Person, like a personal account. A personal account. A personal account that is, you know, it's just literally just for you. Uh, it's, like, it's just something, you know, it's nothing to do with business or anything like that. It's nothing about getting yourself out there. Because likes if only was... matter if you are either trying to get an ego boost or you... Well, even then, they don't They don't literally matter, but do they you... matter to people. Okay, let me rephrase the question. Do you care? Do I about care? how many likes you get? I don't care about likes or followers. Do you... You, don't care about... you don't care about followers? On my personal, no. See, there are people out there that I know that do care about followers. The only time... See, I, don't I used that. to really, really care about followers. I, used to I really feel like care. something that you do when you grow up, when you're when you're young, though, because do you ever were you ever like in that mindset where you were young and you had Facebook and you had to add people? I added Facebook. everyone. Yeah, you add people because having loads of friends makes you look cool. I think it's also if you know, somebody you know bullshit. asks for your Facebook profile, you want to look like you're. Better. Yeah, if you have a thousand friends. It's going to look better than somebody Which that has found, 60 friends. I always friends. funny because I never, ever looked at people's friends lists. I never found myself doing that. No, I didn't. I just... The thing is, the most of the time when you add people, you just add them out of instinct. Like, if I knew somebody... Somebody pops yeah. up on my Facebook. I don't really use Facebook anymore, but if they did, uh, people... Some people actually do actually pop up on my, on my Facebook. Like, for example, my barber popped up on my Facebook the other day. I'm quite close to my barber, I would like to think. Like, you know, I've been supporting his business since he first opened and that was about two and a half years ago yeah and i've been there going every day ever since i've never i've only cheated on him once right (laughs) and that was with when i was desperate and he was fully booked i think he was on holiday actually and i was going to a festival and you can't be looking dead at a festival especially if you're there for five days you need to have a a little bit of freshness to you if you're going to be stinky do you know what i mean (laughs) you've got to kind of have that bit of freshness so i did actually kind of cheat on him once and i did apologize um but yeah, I did add him because I, I will be going off soon and um, I won't be able to see him as much. And, you know, I knew that he was actually going through a tough time. And so I thought, why not just add him and just let him know subconsciously that I'm there for him. Um, and yeah, so I mean, there are people from work that have left and I've added on Facebook since. I just because, you know, some people you want to stay in contact with and some people you don't. But let's get back onto body image because <laughs> I feel like we've kind of gone a bit of a tangent. That's fine. Um, so if we can just talk about what you mentioned earlier about uh, mirrors. Yeah. So, so expand. Well, I mean, obviously, like, if you ever looked in a mirror and gone, surely, like, you hit, like, a photo of yourself or you just oh, hit yeah. how you look in a mirror. Or, well, yeah. There's certain photos you look at and you think, but that's Jesus the, But that's Christ. the thing. You look different in every single photo and every time you look in the mirror that's not what you look like and mm. that sounds confusing but it's it's a mirror is a reflection so your face is symmetrical so it flips your face so you look different in a mirror so it's it's quite sad that so many people look in the mirror and think that that's what they look like because your entire body will look different not just your face your entire body that's an interesting point to make I think, it, that because, is you know yeah so many people judge themselves uh the way they look in a mirror as well as um, photos, they're like different camera lenses. Like, you know how lenses work, different... Yeah, exactly. Of, like, it really changes how you look. Um, it's difficult because you will never really fully know how, how you look. No, you can you feel just... your face and feel how you look and you imagine it, but mm. you can't fully piece uh, what you look like. And it's... Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand how, how it's become such a big thing for people to know. Now people use their mirror, uh, their phones as mirrors. You yeah, believe in the, there's a flipped, you got flipped yeah, cameras exactly. and the lenses might change it. So it's start you. Yeah, and I think you know, no camera is going to be able to fully pick up what you look like. Mm-hmm. So 
just ignore it. Just ignore that shit. I mean, you can. It's always easy to say ignore it, but nobody's going to come out of this going, "Yes, I'll ignore it." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to solve someone, but yeah. if you can try and um, pay less attention to it, then it's sort of a. I just a think it's a, everyone's always going to go, "Yes, I I shouldn't care, but I do," and they can't help that. People can't help that, and that's just how it is, and it sucks. Mm. Uh, I feel like the best. How do you think relationships change body image? Because I know they can change them for worse and for better. Like there's two ways that you can. I'll I'll tell you something. Um, I think it makes a relationships make a relationship. Sorry, makes you a like ten times more confident with your body. I, I, it, could, it does give you hope in a sense like you somebody somebody looks somewhere at you and doesn't is, think what you think somebody out there is not looking at your body and going and looking at it in disgust at least we hope yeah. you know what I mean we I mean we can hope that they're fucking not doing that but um, you would like to think that they're not doing that and it is a massive ego boost when you have a when you're, when you're with a relationship when you're in a relationship and uh, that's why a lot of people pursue them because they want to know that they aren't ugly. I've well, I've I've met whole, people that do that. Well, the and... whole concept of ugly is if you're capable, of, like if people see you as unattractive, because attractive, yeah, and attractive is relationships. Like you can't yeah. find someone attractive and not be like, you know, that's what attractive is. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't really blame people for for pursuing relationships because it it does do a lot for your mental health and it does do a lot. You know, for that, but you've got to remember before you do that, you've got to make sure that you're happy in yourself. That's something I'm very firm in believing. Okay, because, and just let me uh, expand upon that point because you can go into a relationship unhappy and it can make you happy. I'm not saying you can't, but it's very important before you do to make sure that you address your own issues, to make sure that you don't bring them in to your own relationship. And by that, I mean certain issues you can have. Um, and an unhappiness in yourself should be, in my opinion, solved before you enter a relationship because it makes the relationship not only easier, um, but I, I just think it makes it a lot easier. What, why does a relationship have to be easy? I'm not saying... I, I think a good relationship should be one where you're open and you can sort of feel very comfortable. But well, I feel like that's be... going to become a lot more easy if you sort out your own issues before you do that. Like, being able to be independent, you know, is is a great way to kind of prepare yourself for if, you know, inevitable happens and you, you break up with someone or, or that stops. You know, you become sort of, when you're in a relationship, I know we're kind of sidetracking a bit, but it's still all about body image. Um, you you gain a confidence and then you sort of become dependent on that person and that dependency gives is what gives you the confidence. So but I, I was, think there's that, always oh. there's always relationship. Some what if you can't help yourself? What if you do need help? Like when you seek help, it doesn't just have to be a therapist. It can be a friend. Oh, absolutely. Like that's the thing. Like this podcast is all about talking to people and talk to whoever you want. I'm just saying, you've got to. Uh, make sure that you can be independent before you become dependent. I think, I think rather than focusing on being independent, you should just try to not be codependent. Like, if you're in a relationship, you can't be codependent because that's an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, you've got to learn to... I think you've got to learn uh, to acknowledge that... Some people need a long time. Yeah, exactly. And you, you, you just definitely can't be completely reliant on someone for your confidence. You've got to find a bit of happiness in yourself. You shouldn't place your problems on someone else if they're not, especially, like, out of nowhere. No. Like, the amount of, like, I won't lie, there are people out there which I've had to just, years, I've been their last hope, you know, like, stuff like that. And I don't want to sound selfish, but it's kind of, it's just unfair. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm not happy to help you, but when it becomes like a weekly thing, like I'm I'm stressed out because if I do something wrong, you yeah, know, yeah, you, it's not fair to stress somebody out I constantly, think, yeah, because of your own issues. There's sort you've got to sort of take a bit of um, 
responsibility for your for yourself because you've got to be considerate of other people's opinions. Because you can write, you can say to people that I'm you're having a shit time, right? Uh, but and then you know you you kind of reaching out for help, but you don't know what the other person's going through. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't reach out. Always reach. Out. I'm just saying it wouldn't hurt if you asked how they were as well. And then ask people because a lot of people, a lot of people reach out for support, and it's very one sided. Yeah, but at the same time, some it's most of the people who always ask how others are, which are the most in pain. In my experience. Yeah, I do. I I I do agree. Like, you know, you, you know, when you when you are in pain, the the kind of natural thing you do is reach out. Instead of being one side, I think if you are in pain and you recognise someone else in pain, don't just try and have a conversation with them. Mm. You know, you can both let out things. You don't need to. You don't. If you are, if you hate yourself enough that you don't like talking about your problems, trust me, talk about your problems is okay. And like, don't use other people as an outlet to feel better about yourself. If somebody's in help, actually help them because you want to, not because you are just putting off helping yourself. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. Like that's something that obviously ties back into relationships. You know, you can obviously sometimes get brought into a relationship, and you know, you're you're in a relationship, everything becomes clouded, and you don't actually see um, that you're sort of someone is really dependent on you, and that's fine if that's all right with you, but. You've got to, you've just got to be, make sure that the person you've got in a relationship is ready for that because... You have to do things together. Yeah. You, I mean, it's all about doing stuff together and, and stuff like that, but you need to make sure that that person, um, you know, can do stuff independently because, I mean, God forbid, right? You know, you're in a relationship and it some, somehow ends dramatically, right? That person needs to then learn how to be independent and that's kind of bringing me back to my original point and kind of backing myself up is you need to be is it would be a lot easier for yourself if you learned how to be independent and be happy without somebody else so well, that I don't think if it does end do i think but if it, if it does end then you're kind of you're making it easier for yourself because it means that you're going through less you know pain a lot less emotions because you you you've been you've been um, independent before and so you can do it again that's a great thing if you've done something usually you've got the confidence to do it again it's that first step you should just make sure that you're actually like actually make sure you can tell the difference between bottling it up and being able to actually withstand the emotions because there's a difference because mm. you can like just bottle it up and like sure or convince yourself that you're not okay or that you are okay and actually you're not like it's very easy to lie to yourself, mm. and that's I think that's a problem considering people will be like, well, I agree, I I'm I'm independent, I can do this, I can help myself, and then they can't. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, bringing it back onto um, body image, mm. I believe you came here with a few statistics. Well, I was that we I was could Googling. Talk about. I won't right? lie, I kind of got most of these from the same site, but uh, right, it's all right. Have we got a source? <laughs> they, they, or... are, they are various sources. Right, okay. Um but uh, apparently uh basically like 58% of teens, like college age people, mm-hmm. 58% feel pressure about their weight. Which Jesus is a huge Christ. statistic. That's, a, that's over half then, isn't it? 58%. That's it's, and I, that's just so pressure. Sad, that's not it? even feeling bad about it. That's just pressure. Fifty-eight percent, man. Yeah. Go on. Keep going. Well, it's not just that because uh, obviously, like with body image, it also stems many other problems. Like you might think, oh, I'm, I'm just, I just have lower self-esteem, but you could develop anxiety, social anxiety. Yeah, it, it leads on to many different things, doesn't especially it? eating disorders. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very. It, yeah, it's, it's a, a very tricky one because it does lead on to it's it's sort of like that that third as soon as you're um on that kind of train, the longer you stay on, the more dangerous it could get. It's like the more stations you're gonna get. Mm. The, the sooner you get off, 
the less places you'll have gone. If that makes sense. Mm. I'm sort of using an analogy yeah. which sort of doesn't work, but it does work <laughs> at the same time. Um, but yeah. you, you get my point about, you know, the, the sooner thing. you try to sort it out, the probably the less issues you end up with. A lot of people, well, I, from this site, it literally says that, like, this is baffling, that like 95% of everyone with an eating disorder is between 12 and 25. Jesus Christ. And um, that, that you can't, like, that has to do with social media. That ha- it has to do with social media. It has to be. Something's causing that. Um, It's just looking at our screens all the time and seeing what the perfect ideal is. And that's why I freaking think... I mean, I'm going to do a fucking um, attack on social media in a podcast. I don't think we should blame social media entirely, though. I, I'm not saying... Because there, got... there are positives. A lot of positives. You've got too. parents as well. Parenting can really... Yeah, but uh, there's... I will, I will go into social media at one point, basically. That's what I'm saying. I, I will do a podcast you should, about it. You should it. save your rant. Because there is a, a lot I want to talk <laughs> about and a lot I want to get off my chest. Um, but yeah, that is shocking. That is a shocking that's, statistic. That's not all. Because, that's go on. All. Oh, you're going to shock me even more. Because only 10% of people with an eating disorder actually seek help. That's mental. Uh, I can't say I'm in the 10%, but that's the 10%. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, t- I mean, fucking hell. 10%. It's just like that. I reckon, I think me. that's just from people not. There's not enough um, people talking about it. Absolutely. There's, it's very stigmatized. Like, yeah, it's. People hear the, the um, that word and then they go, oh shit, like, they, they're just kind of. It's very negative. It's very negative, and for some people, and I've been there, it makes my skin crawl. Mm. Because I think, God, like that is so. It's sad, and it's like. Can't it is like you if you have this, you're a freak. Yeah. That's what I mean. I I I don't know if I've seen it in TV or something like that, but people often go. Never represented. You know, um, I feel like. It's if when it is presented, are represented. It's, it's the same too. It's it's awful. It's like it's like this. It's it's the person that's dealing with mental health in the film with a, with an issue. When they want to write a tragic backstory to, in a fictional film, mm. um, and they want to write somebody who's dealing with something really bad, but uh, well, I don't know eating disorder. If I can scribble it down, mm. and, it's and then the same people too. see it's it in always... films and they go, shit, like that's fucking horrible. It's always anorexia, always. Yeah. And it's like there's so many. Okay, we it is a horrible thing, but there's better ways of talking about it than fucking writing a movie character that has it. We need to talk about. I mean, mental health, um, fund the funding for mental health awareness and stuff like that is always on the rise. You always see it going up. Mm. Brilliant. I don't think it does anything. Um, well, I don't think it does. I think what it what really stems back at is, in my opinion, education. Because that's where, as we can see, mm. most of the people dealing with issues are young. Where they are young even, people at? They don't even go to get help. They're they're uh, uh, you know at school, the majority school, until they're schools, about eight, uh, sixteen. Is it? I now? don't think schools talk about it at all. No, and we had what the fuck was um. This is the thing. This is what pisses me off about the education system. And I'm going to go into the education system on a separate podcast. <laughs> you have many rants. Uh, I've got so many rants to go on, but the education system in England specifically because I don't really know how um, what it's like in other countries is in my opinion a shambles right mm. instead of fucking learning about mental illnesses mm. I'm learning about <laughs> rocks and corrosion yeah. in geography <laughs> what the fuck is that going to do for me right. uh, like I mean uh, even it's when not going to do shit even when they finally do mental health stuff they'll talk about suicide but it, you'll oh you'll get one counselor in a corner office who yeah. you barely listens to you oh yeah it's like if you no they'll go oh yeah we have mental um and the second you say you're uh, suicidal officers. you get yeah exactly it's annoying. like they have these officers and they go it's available but that's not how you fucking deal with it. No. If 10% of people are seeking help, that means that 90% of people are not speaking up. Which a lot of people don't. That's why help. people need to be spoke to rather than they go speak to other people. Not spoke at. It's just ridiculous. It's like, I just hate the education system in England. It's fucking shit. It's, it's... When have you ever gone online and seen mental health things that weren't the same things over and over again? 
I, I, it's always, it's... oh, if you're suicidal, seek help. Oh, if you are starving yourself, seek help. It's always seek help. They don't tell you how. Yeah, exactly. Seek it's help. like we need to learn. We need to learn, especially. I just want to take it back to the school bit <laughs> because I'm pissed off about it. Teach that in school. Teach how because as we can see, most people are young. Teach that in school, and I guarantee more people will be getting help. I mean, it's not just people with eating disorders. Like no, exactly. It's all of it. I mean, we're talking like about fifty-eight percent weight pressure, but it's also apparently, according to this, I I, I don't know the source. There, there was a source that I will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Approximately ninety-one percent of women are unhappy with their bodies. Yeah, but sad. only five percent of women actually have that mainstream, you know, tabloid supermodel body. Only five percent have it. I mean, what do you even fucking call that? I mean, that's I mean that's the thing, right? I don't understand why um, the perfect body is is what it is because it's always changing. It's that's the thing. It's always changing. You look what the perfect ideal body type would be a hundred years ago. It was completely curvy. different. Completely yeah. different. Now it. I mean, I think we're going out of the stage of we're changing again. We're going from really skinny, skinny to really curvy. Yeah, exactly. It's and always changing. It's it's ridiculous. It's like. I I don't feel, um, I don't feel good for these for the for, for women growing up changing, because it's actually. always changing. You know, you're that's there's, there's, that's the reason why there's so much pressure is because one minute you're the fucking you know what you, what it was popular. Oh, it's just changed a second ago, and now you're expected I think to be I know like why this. Why it changes though? Go on. Because you have a whole generation trying to be one thing because they all change mm-hmm. or try to change, then men's don't like obviously you don't like somebody that's so obsessed with being something else yeah. like people that's not do you reckon it's sort of because so people go to the other it's like tr- are, it's, it's like tre- trends are shifting all the time because... it's always oh i like this but then people will try and go like that and they don't like it anymore so they'll when something becomes too popular it, it kind of well, that's why people. That's why it's a perfect "quote unquote" yeah, body yeah, type yeah. because not many people have it. That exactly. Why. That's that's why you said five percent of people have it. Yeah. When more than five percent people have it, you're gonna go shift to another people who are like five percent. Those five percent of people are thrown on put every poster in the world. That's, a, that's the thing. <laughs> people want to go for the stuff that usually is hard to get. We don't want to go for the the, the stuff that I mean, in my own um, experience, you don't you don't people get in a relationship with someone that. Yeah, it's like you don't go in a relationship with someone that you um, know is going to be an easy catch, mm. because you want There's no, yeah. there's no. I don't think there's going to be attraction there. Mm. If you know that someone's going to be an easy catch, you're not going to be like, oh, that's so easy. That's that's the thing. Like I've done that before. I've, I, I'm. I was, this was when I was young. I was like, if I got with someone, I could. I, I was like, I, I, I still felt crap about myself, right? But I would go. Yeah, I can get with that person. And I would judge it like that. And I was like, but then, I could I? Did I mean, it's, it's mad. Uh, I think when you, you think tell about yourself it. that to try and feel better about yourself. Yeah, probably. That's, <laughs> that's, probably, where, that's probably where it's rooted at. Um, well, uh, okay, well I, I don't want to say toxic masculinity because you've already covered this, but <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I must be the one who impresses the girl. But the... Yeah. But females feel the same way. I need to impress the man because I mean, you, uh, the entire history of the world has always been females trying to appeal to men, and that females yeah, are something yeah. that we need to earn. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's 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 rooted in um, everything. Sort really. of our, our almost our DNA, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's um, it's a lot to it. Um. I, this is something that I mean, I don't know if I, I you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna admit it. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't personally date someone, at least at my age. This might change; it probably will change. That is taller than me, because I like to feel like I'm the taller one. But you only want to feel that because people will judge you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so I've sort of conformed to what reality is. But like I, I'm, I, it's not like a, it's a sexual attraction thing because it's not because, you know, I've Actually, met people I mean, the same height as like, me that I've yeah. been, you know, attracted to. That's no problem. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's a, a, a something that's definitely rooted within me that kind of thinks I want to be with somebody else that's 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 smaller than me because 
otherwise I would feel quite um, emasculated. Mm. I just think that's that's the case. Um, and well, I mean, I always like to laugh at people who say that and go, "Her boohoo," but it's at the same time, it's yeah. I think I think you if you interviewed and uh, asked a, lot, a majority of people, they would probably say the same. Well, yeah, that's the thing though. But like, people don't want to be emasculated because of toxic masculinity. Yeah, that's it. It's all related to it. <laughs> it right, is all related. You know, we're a product of. I mean, I would never toxic want to be. I would never want to be emasculated because it's, it's kind of, it don't even have to be jammed into your head that being masculine is, the norm because it's jammed into everyone else's head, so they yeah, judge yeah. you for it. Yeah. So even if you don't believe it, you still follow it because you're paranoid of being an outsider or... It's... it's um, Sometimes you can't help it. It's but that's just how it is. It's ridiculously troubled. Mm. And like I said, we need, to do, we need to do more talking about it and stuff like that. Um, have you got any more statistics that we can, we uh, can talk I'll, about? I'll have a look. Um, and we can sort of look at them. There are... Uh, I think that was most of it. That was most of it. Have we got another one? Or bonus fact? Or... <laughs> I don't have a bonus fact. Do you have anything you can I bring to the table? I do have a list of supermodels which use plastic surgery, if right. that really matters okay. to you. Yeah, no, go go on. Uh, well, you got Tyra Banks, who admitted to having a nose job. Right. You have Britney Spears, who admitted to having lip injections. Okay. Cardi B, illegal butt injections. Illegal. Chrissy Teigen, uh John Legend's wife, right? Sure. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, breast implants. Kylie Jenner, lip fillers. Kourtney Kardashian, breast implants. And then Kate Moss, alleged this one, uh, Botox and fillers. That, that one's alleged. Right. But the rest, they admitted to it. Right. Okay. I mean, that's a big thing to admit, isn't it? I guess, but I, I just, it sucks because, to be fair... I want to say it, fuck supermodels, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. they are so adamant on, oh, I am beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. This is the thing. You can call yourself a supermodel. Everything's fucked. Because yeah. you, you are so full of yourself. If you can go, yeah, I'm a, I'm super. Uh, <laughs> like, I would never go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a supermodel. Unless I was doing it ironically. Like, obviously, I could, I mean, I could say it I think supermodel is more of how much you get paid rather than how beautiful you are. Yeah, yeah. So if you got paid a certain amount, then that then would deem you as, model, as yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I but you. I think it's tabloids are usually the ones who are like decide these people are pretty, which is I find hilarious because honestly, I won't lie. I've I've worked for tabloids. The people at the desks of tabloids are not pretty. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's oh, usually, there you go. There's a first. It's usually um, it is usually middle aged. To be fair, it's both. Oh, you're going to generalize here. It is both men and women at tabloids that do this, especially in the fashion section. They are very judgmental. Right. And it's it sucks. And like you can say, oh, it's it's always men who like put these things on women. But like, look in the tabloids. Look for yourself. Look at bylines. It's it's also that's the thing. Like, it's women being in the spotlight does a lot for you. Like in terms of like your appearance, because you have stylists. You have yeah. When you were talking about you know tabloids and this like that, what is it? The Met Gala. Yeah. And people put so much effort into it, Paparazzi. right? Right? Imagine going to the Met Gala and then putting so much effort into it. And this has happened before. Mm. And then the next day, you read the tabloids, you see what the people are talking about you, you know, and, and writing about you. And they go, um, it was horrid. Yeah, she, she or he looks mm. horrible. Just imagine how that feels. Like, it. It isn't. It isn't going to be the warmest thing. Why do you think celebrity like... suicides are just so high? I know. I know. It's 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 sad. I mean, it's 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 like it's, I won't. I won't like. I mean, I say it's it's men and women in the tabloids, but it is mostly women they target. I would say so. Like, think of the amount. It's it's always women mm. in the tabloids. Yeah. And it's always oh their their dress look even if their dress is slightly wrong, they'll pick up on it and make an article, or if. It's not even just the way they look. It's also, like, things they do. It's just, like, if if you're the wife of a celebrity, they'll only call you their, their wife. They won't call you by your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then, at the same time, I, I mean, I get why they do that, because they want to get to the top of Google, and nobody's going to be clicks. searching that person's name, because mm-hmm. they're not famous famous. And I get that. But at the same time, they're also, like, judging them on, like, how they parent, or, like, spying on them, or just... 
like Meghan Markle, right? Like, and this is I, I want like it was it is racism because you have Kate is it Middleton Kate Middleton yeah yeah the Kate um, Middleton tabloids treated yeah. her like she was great they were like oh she's she's because, look how awesome yeah, she is she's, they're they're almost like childhood sweethearts aren't they yeah they're like oh look at how she's dressing look at all this oh she's doing this and then the second Meghan Markle comes because she's I don't know is she mixed race or fully black I I don't I uh, I'm not too sure uh, uh, why don't we have a look um but I don't want to assume her is but no 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 I think she's mixed race let's have a look. Race, just said race. Uh, is it on my mother's side from enslaved Africans? So she's mixed race, right? So, right. and uh, father's side is from European settlers. So, Meghan Markle's uh, mixed race, and because she, like, her physical skin is mm-hmm. not white, mm-hmm. tabloids are racist. They will, they literally, Britain is racist. I don't know why people have a hard time believing that. Britain is racist. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, um, it's just so fucking sad, man. When you think of like how far we've actually come, but like how I mean, little. That also ties into time. body image, just racism. Yeah. I know people who have tried to make themselves look white because of racism. I've heard stories of parents who have bleached their children's skin. Well, it's, it kind of ties back to the idea to... of. I, I, well, we, we don't know if this is true, but people would speculate that Michael Jackson did that. Possibly, but, but at we, the same I mean, time... He, had, he obviously had issues, but it's the fact that people still assume that. Like, that was such a publicised issue. The thing is, Michael it shouldn't Jackson, really be of an issue. I don't... Michael Jackson, I mean, you just have to know his entire personality to know that he just seemed like somebody who wasn't fully there sometimes. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what really went on. I don't want to assume... That's why I'm, we can only talk about speculation. But it's it. We tie. We're talking about celebrities. If that was the case, I probably wouldn't be surprised mm. because you know the the media is racist. And there are people. There, there are people. You know, will will still be racist. You know, and as if like, why the fuck does race matter to anybody? Why the, why would anybody judge somebody clearly. differently? To you know, why would anybody um, d- judge me, a white male, right, differently to someone who's black? Wh- what's the difference? What they're they're not a, no they're not a different mm. race. They're not a different race. Yeah. They're all part of the same race. Mm. You know the fucking human race. There is nothing. <laughs> yeah. There's no difference between me, me and that person. There is no difference. Mm. Okay. All right, maybe okay, maybe there is. Maybe they've got a. Uh, uh, everyone's different. Maybe they've got a different shaped toe. Do you know? But that <laughs> doesn't—they're all the fucking same same race. I don't understand what the problem it's is. So the fact that people can judge other people differently because uh, the, because of their you know uh, in quotation marks race, well, right? Yeah, like primary school doesn't well. make sense to me. Like I've heard stories of like mixed race people or black people growing up in primary school around white people, and the kids, the kids are racist to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The kids are like, "Oh, can I touch your hair because it's African curly stuff like that?" Like, "Can I touch your hair?" And yeah, and, stuff like, like that. Man. They'll call them exotic, which is not great. I won't lie. <laughs> Calling people exotic. Um, I don't know if I ran into it in in my younger years, really. Um, I think if you did, you wouldn't have known. No, I probably wouldn't have. No, I, I will have had things, other things on my Wait, mind. I respect what Nickelodeon did during Black Lives, like the whole Black Lives Matter thing originally. And see, Nickelodeon, I think they took all their shows down for a while and just displayed a screen on the on their channel saying something about racism. That's mad. So they get their parents to talk to the kids about what racism stuff is, because. I, but you say Especially that, with white people, you don't grow up learning about racism when you're white. I bet no. you do when you're black. I bet that's one of the first things you're told that you people see you differently. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I have never experienced any kind of racial hate towards me. No. I can't. I don't think the same could be said um, for somebody who you know is of a different race because it's very sad. you know I it just is like obviously I'm 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 from England and I live in England. So the the issue with that is um, uh, the majority of the people that live um, here are of uh, English um, heritage, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you know it's it's primarily you know uh, people uh, who are white. Um, so you know being part of a majority, you don't ever 
uh, come into contact with those conversations about why my race might matter. Because you don't, it doesn't even cross your mind because you sort of grow up assuming that, yeah, it does matter. You don't need to be told that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 skin is another thing that, that, that pisses me off with, um, with body image because it shouldn't be ever something that, that ever mattered. And again, is is something that's only. People do that. People try oh, and change their skin colour. It's only been an issue from our, uh, the way we've been raised and the way that our past. Um, countries you know, have The thing is, we can't just go and say, let's forget about our past. But we've got to acknowledge it. and We have to fix it. It's still a problem. If we're we now acknowledging it. it, right? Mm. Surely that means that other people can now acknowledge it. Well, the, you've got... You've got is the younger generation. I, I haven't encountered a lot of younger people that have literally said stuff like i have heard people say oh that was my ancestors that's not me why are you calling me racist and it's like yeah but you can't just it's still happening <laughs> it's not yeah, just yeah. your answers it's I'm, still happening the, the thing is yeah i don't agree with people um uh, attacking other people because of if, their if, their their racist comments if hearing or that somebody else you is have racist, to you have to kind of speak to people who make derogatory comments not just about race, but about anybody, um, you know, related issue. Yeah, you've got to uh, just speak to them and you can't attack them because of it. You've got to make them understand. Attacking somebody is never going to make them understand. You've got to kind of speak to them and maturely and just sit them down and go, right, well, this is the issue with what you're saying. Okay, you might that not think it, it is that. On both sides, it does, it does. And it's very difficult to get because you'll find that a lot of people that make derogatory comments are often Judgmental. just absolute. <laughs> just, uh, they won't want to hear your opinion. Their, that's kind of their their opinion is right and that's it. And mm. they're the kind of people that you kind of deal with. But um, I think that's why you need to... It's something that will fade out, I believe, um, over generations. Well, think and of like... Say in six generations' time, down the line, we're far gone, we're dead. You know, we're, we're probably being replaced by fucking robots mm. by that time, right? The entire human race is demolished. Mm. Um, uh, Trump. What is it? Trump. Trump's son has been president. Seven point oh. Yeah, has been has been president uh, five times, <laughs> and he's now a half cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now, uh, it, it's you know racism is basically not even an issue that that really needs talking about, and that's the kind of point where I hope we'll reach because, uh, that's the kind of point I hope that we'll reach because, um, eventually. I I just do believe that it will it will completely fade out. I hope. Um, I it 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 starts with change, and if you don't get change, then people riot. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's I'm I'm just hoping that you know it, it, it's something as I said, it's generational. Uh, derogatory terms and um ideas come from. Uh, poor values I think from the Im- past. Body image is as big of a problem now as it's always been, if not bigger. Yeah. Um, and it's up to us to kind of deal with it. And as with a lot of uh, mental health uh, illnesses and um, just you know, all, all the a lot of issues are now down to uh, the younger generations to sort because. Who else is going to sort it? You know, the people that are, are in power now, uh, majority of them are. Older, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're in, they're not of, um, they're not the generation that is gonna be, um, you know, president or uh, prime minister in 30 years. It's gonna be almost our generation, but it's it's always us who has to vote, and it kind of sucks because we could make a difference, and yet not everyone does. Uh, we just need people, I believe, to represent the values at which I think. Um, I think need we need to, to wait for an, a good candidate. Which we we haven't really got any. Like. We don't want to get into much politics, but <laughs> we are. I don't think really there's any candidate, especially in the UK, mm. that um, at least that could we run for prime minister kind. that I could really fully get behind because there's so much corruption going on, and I don't think you know any of them really would give too much for. At least from what I've heard and from what I, my research has provided. That they would even give a shit about um, 
the issues that we're talking about today. So I think you have to wait a bit for somebody from our generation to get there. Yeah, so it's important um, that we do speak up about it. And I think that's a nice place to end, to kind of just talk about the fact that talking is what's going it, to... It, talking is what helps people, but it's also is what's going to get us forward. Do you know what I mean? You just need to talk. It's it's <laughs> literally just words that come out of your mouth. You can tell I've done a lot of talking today because my voice is getting sore. Um, if they want to talk, they can leave a message, right? That's a good segue. And I, the one I haven't used yet. <laughs> so, yeah, if you actually have managed to listen to the end, which is very impressive, I have got a little sort of like a little bonus bit for you here, right? We have now got a feature where you can send in uh, voice messages or messages that we can kind of react to live um, and we can sort of, um, you know, play on the on the podcast and just sort of get a, 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 a general kind of reaction from. So if you guys want to uh, do that, that's great. I, I, I probably will uh, find a link that we can put on one of the social medias. I haven't actually set up the social medias um, at this time. But they will be something like um, Talking Head Podcast or something like that. Um, and I'll be on Instagram. So if you can find us on that, that'd be brilliant. And leave um, And yeah, just, mm-hmm. just you know, get the word going. Leave reviews because reviews actually do help us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do help get the word out. We aren't trying to do anything, you know, to to um, to really bump us, us ourselves up. Uh, the socialize. this is completely charitable. We do this um, just out of our own spare time. Um, but it's something that, you know, as well as being something that it, it, it isn't, well, it isn't a chore to me, but it's something that's very close to my heart and it lets me at least start talking. And so if you, you know, if you become inspired by any way uh, by this podcast, and I encourage you to do your own podcast and please start talking to other people because talking, as I said, gets us forward and helps us all. If you If you have body issues like... A lot of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just try, try to think about the positives. What do you like about yourself? What can you improve about? Like what you think of yourself? Can anybody help you do that? Uh, is there anybody you can be open with and say, "Hey, I need help." Yeah. Um. The first step is is reaching out, and you've probably heard that a thousand million times. Um. But as I've as we've covered, you know, you don't have to reach out to these official sources. These um. Sources that are, you know, recommended by the government, you can literally just message your mate or whatever and, you know, or message a family member or whatever. And that's an equally as effective way of sorting out your problem. Um, But yeah, that's a nice way to end it. Uh, So uh, thank you for listening. And um, hopefully I'll see you in a a future episode. So yeah, uh, spread the word and uh, yeah, peace. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know how else to end it really.